And happiness is a state of mind. It's a feeling. And our feelings come from the thoughts that you have, which are based on the beliefs that you hold. And so it's up to you when you start learning how to change your thoughts and then shifting those self-beliefs. When you start doing that, you're going to start changing the emotions that you're feeling. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. Today, we are talking about making happiness. And I just want to do like a caveat or like a preface before I talk about this. Just because I know how to make happiness, right? Like it's what I'm going to talk to you about today. doesn't mean that I'm always happy, right? Like we were given, we were blessed with a whole realm of emotions and we were meant to feel all those emotions. Now, some of those emotions, there's no good or bad emotions, but there are emotions that make you feel more comfortable, that you enjoy feeling versus emotions that you make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel not so good, right? And so It's not that when I talk to you today about happiness, it's not like, okay, you need to be happy all the time. Oh my gosh, I'm not saying, gosh, I'm not saying that, right? Like that's not realistic. And so what I wanted to talk today about is taking responsibility for your own happiness versus expecting somebody else to make you happy. And a lot of times I notice, and I myself do it, right? But you have to be aware of it and you have to start recognizing that you are responsible for your own happiness and that it's not somebody else's responsibility to make you happy. You, so let's start out by, I want you to just take a second or a minute and think who makes you happy, right? Is it, have you said like, are you expecting your husband to make you happy? your children, right? Like when they do something good or they do something that makes you proud, like do you depend on them to make you happy or when they don't, when they don't follow through or when they're misbehaving, say, do you take that as a personal, like you guys, you guys make me really upset, right? Like, have you ever said that? So your sister, your coworkers, right? Like we, we tend to look externally for sources of our own happiness. And that's what I want to talk to you today about is bringing that back in. And instead of looking externally, start looking internally, because that is where your happiness is coming from, right? Happiness is a state of mind. It's a feeling. 
And our feelings come from the thoughts that you have, which are based on the beliefs that you hold. And so it's up to you when you start learning how to change your thoughts and then shifting those self-beliefs. When you start doing that, you're going to start changing the emotions that you're feeling. It's not other people's jobs. It's, it's not their job to make you happy. You are responsible for your own happiness. Don't attribute your unhappiness to other shortcomings. It's important to be aware, right? Have that self-awareness. And that's why even on, in my group on Wednesdays, I do a journaling exercise. When I put that out there, that's what I'm, that's my purpose, right? Is to help you become more self-aware, whether you do it, whether you take the time to write it out in a journal or a notebook, or you put it in the comments of the journal of that post, which I don't expect you to write it out in the post or in a comment, because a lot of times that's very personal but it is aimed to help you be more self-aware. And so I hope that you do take that journal entry or that journal prompt and make some time, whether it's three minutes or 10 minutes or 30 minutes, right? Whatever time that you can devote to listening to your own thoughts, because so many times we're so busy that we don't even hear our own thoughts. And so in order to get in touch or tune in to what you're saying and what you're thinking, it really takes intention. It really takes making that time, blocking that time out in your day. And I've done podcast episodes on Facebook lives about using your bookends, you know, either in the morning or the night, the bookends of your day to take some time to reflect and become more aware of what's making you tick right? What is making you happy and what's making you unhappy? And really just getting at the root of that. For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband. And I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth. But really, it was exhausting. And it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses, but it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies 
and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. I want to go back at like looking at your own expectations, looking at what are you expecting? And this, of course, is in regards to happiness. Are you expecting other people to make you happy or are you taking responsibility for your own happiness? So you may expect your husband, right, to offer more companionship, more assistance around the house, like helping you more, more cuddling, right, to be more intimate with you. And when he doesn't, right, in his shortcomings, when he doesn't, you end up feeling angry and hurt. And you end up feeling unhappy and blaming all of that unhappiness on your husband's failure to follow through on what you're expecting him to do. And one, that's mind reading, right? He cannot read your mind. You are, you are instilling thoughts. You're having thoughts and you're reacting to those thoughts. And your husband has no idea what's even going on, right? He doesn't know that this is what you're looking for, that he doesn't know because we don't speak up, right? He doesn't know that you want more companionship or his assistance. He doesn't know what to help with. And he doesn't know that you want to be more intimate. And so you're already reacting to his not following through on things that he doesn't even know. And then you start thinking, you, you may start, I don't, it's not that you, <laughs> you may start thinking, right? Like putting in all of these reasons why he's not doing what he's doing. And that's going to make you feel even worse. So you get stuck in this cycle and when you learn how to be assertive, which is what we talked about last week, right? If you missed that Facebook Live, it's still in the group. Or if you're listening to this podcast, go check out the last episode or two episodes ago, and you will be able to learn how to be more assertive and express what it is that you need. But when you are expecting certain things and you're not asserting yourself, you're not letting people know what it is that you need, you start blaming him for your unhappiness or start blaming your kids or your coworkers or whoever it is that you are thinking is the cause of your unhappiness. But let me tell you something, you have the power to control your mental world. You have that power. You have the power to control your thoughts and hence your feelings and the actions that stem from those thoughts. So if I tell you to think of a pink elephant in your mind, you might, you might immediately think of a pink elephant, but you have that power to change it. Maybe you're thinking of a pink antelope or maybe you're thinking of a green elephant, right? You have the power in your mind to shift those thoughts. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Because like I mentioned, your thoughts are based on those beliefs that you hold. And those beliefs have been deeply ingrained from different, the different experiences that you have had through your life, different things you've witnessed or have been part of, different things you've learned through your life. So when you start shifting those beliefs that you hold about yourself, about the world and about others, your thoughts that come from them are going to start changing as well. And that's what I mean when I say you have the power to change those thoughts 
And you have the power to shift those beliefs that are fueling those thoughts. It takes practice and it takes skill. And that's one of the things that I, I, in my Quiet the Inner Mean Girl program, that is exactly what we talk about. That's exactly what you will learn is how to shift those self-beliefs so that you can take back the power of your thoughts and then your, of course, feelings and the actions that stem from them. So instead of focusing on the external sources, you need to turn inward. And one of the things that I have found helpful is to diversify your roles. And what I mean by that is carving out a life for yourself within your relationships. I've talked before about finding yourself under your mom hat. Often we get so wrapped up in the roles that we're playing and making sure everyone else is happy and taken care of. And again, right, that happiness, you're not responsible for other people's happiness as well. Just like people, other people aren't responsible for your happiness. But yet you might try so hard to make everyone happy. And that's not even where their happiness is coming from. But when I say diversify your roles, right, and carving that life for yourself, pursuing your own interests and passions. And often when I'm talking with various, when I'm talking with moms, they admit that they don't even know what it is that they like to do anymore. If that's you, let me know in the comments. If it's been so long since you have done anything that you liked to do just for your own enjoyment, right? Like not for your kids, not for your husband. Like if you, when was the last time that you've done something just for your own pleasure? And those are the things that I encourage you to get back to. If it's been so long that you forget what it is, then start, start with journaling. Start with sitting down with a piece of paper and pen and just writing, like brainstorming, doing a brain dump of different activities or different interests or different things maybe that you've thought about when you or that you pursued when you were younger. Maybe it's something that in your adult life you've seen and you're like, hi, I'd, be in, I'd try that. Or I'd like to try that, right? Just maybe some creative pursuits, maybe some sports, maybe some artistic, you know, maybe you want to take a drawing class or maybe you want to learn how to paint or you used to like to write, right? Get back to maybe spending a couple minutes each week or, I mean, if you're used to not spending any time on yourself, a few minutes might, each week might just suffice, might be a great beginning, a great start to diving back into that interest. But spending a few minutes each week pursuing that, doing that, carving out that time and blocking out that time and protecting it if you were in my self-care challenge, we talked about writing it down and making a date with yourself, like looking at your day and saying, okay, 10 minutes after lunch, I am going to do dot, dot, dot. It's important to do that. It's important to protect, to write it down, plan for it and protect that time. You need to define yourself. Take back your power and find those interests and activities that are just your own. So this month, I want to leave you, I want to leave you with that, right? So I want you to take responsibility for your own happiness and start looking for ways that you can turn inward and take back that power 
so that you can make happiness in your life. I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.